It's time. Time to head to the front. <laughs> That's right, baby. It's time to head to the front. It's time Each time. And welcome to episode 167, part three of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Hi, everybody. Um, for those of you who listened to part two, um, and I kind of went on a rant about a new movie coming out yes. called Nixon and the Elvis. Yes. I, here's the Wikipedia page. Ready? Yes. It is um, Elvis and Nixon is an upcoming American comedy drama film directed by Lisa Johnson and written by Joey Segal, Hannah La Segal, and Carrie Elius. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh. The film stars Kevin Spacey as President Richard Nixon and Michael Shannon as singer Elvis Presley and focuses on the December 21st, 1970 meeting um, between the two men at the White House. The supporting class includes blah, 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 blah. And the film was released in 2016 by Amazon and Bleecker Street. Ah, okay. So, yeah, it's just basically on the morning of December 21st, actor-singer Elvis Presley shows up at the White House and requests for an urgent meeting with President Nixon to swear him in as an undercover agent in the Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs. Now, here's a little bit of, I, I find kind of funny, Kevin Spacey, and Michael Shannon. Yeah. What other roles are they known for? Uh, Kevin Spacey, uh, of course, he's in House of Cards, uh, recently on uh, Netflix, so I can see where the Netflix kind of... Oh, no, it's Amazon, sorry. It's Amazon, but yeah. okay. okay. Uh, Michael Shannon, I'm uh, saluting me. you have any... Uh... Okay, well, he played Zod in Man of Steel. Okay. Kevin Spacey. He also played in The Runaways, he played uh, uh, the manager. Right. But okay. The, my point in going, what I find ironic is Zod and Lex Luthor oh. are together in a movie <laughs> playing Nixon and Elvis. Because <laughs> Kevin Spacey played Lex Luthor in Superman Returns. Returns, right, yes. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> that's, that's the link you're looking for. That's right. That's the link I was These looking are for. the movies you're looking for. These are the links I'm looking for, Ed. But it's okay. You, you get partial credit. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, hi, welcome to part three, folks. Yeah. Um, here in part three, we bring you the news. Um, it's most of the news is being ch- uh, taken up in the chunk of a tech item that Ed brought to the table of Li-Fi. Yeah. Now you're asking what Li-Fi is. I had those same questions too, folks. And then, as always, Ed gives gives the facts, and I find a way to distort it and find a way to rule the world with it. Yes. So um, sit back, relax, and at the end, we'll have like another news article for you. Yeah. So enjoy. You're listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. All right, Ed. It is time for the news. Ooh. What's news with Ed? What you got this week? Let's talk some tech talk. All right, let's talk. <laughs> tech, tech, talk, tech, talk. All right, what do you got? Li-Fi has just been tested in the real world, and it's 100 times faster than Wi-Fi. Uh, Live-Fi? Li-Fi. L-I-F-I. Yeah. Okay. So Wi-Fi is, of course, everybody knows, is a device that you would use. You would connect to a network uh, of a modem that would be uh, uh, usually uh, broadband. Wireless. Yeah, and then you can connect your phone or your tablet or whatever, and, and use their internet instead of using the you know what, what Verizon or or you know Sprint okay. and so on would give you like a monthly. It's, it's what everyone has pretty much right now. Yes. Okay. 
So, uh, you know, of course, though, with, with, li- with Wi-Fi and the way it's going is the fact is, is that if you have too many items on one system. Slows it bottlenecks. Sl- right. Bottlenecks slows it down. Li-Fi is going to ch- revolutionize that. Okay. And uh, what Li-Fi is is basically light technology. Using, light technology. Yes. Instead of, instead of a wireless technology, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's giving you data, it's going to be light. And what they have is there's an image which you uh, can watch. I'm posting right now on our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio. And you can check it out there of what it looks like. So basically what it is is that lights, like uh, track lighting in an office, say, okay. would have these Li-Fi devices. So it's giving you light that you could see, but it's also giving you um, from for uh, for data for, for to use for your device. Okay. So, uh, like, uh, you know, for example, um, you could have an office building of 100 people and everybody can have a light over them. And Everyone each, usually will have a light over them. Right. But those individual lights over everybody, you know, or, or will have that Wi-Fi technology that your device, so you, so you don't have to wire your, your network anymore, that everybody could use it. And it could be 100 times faster than Wi-Fi is now. Okay. All right. So, uh, All like, right. you, could, you could download... 18 movies of 1.5 gigabytes each every second. Okay. So it's about a gig a second. Right. All right. 1.5 gigs per second. All right. Well, no, I actually, it's, well, you have to do the math here. 18. <laughs> so 18, a little about 18. 27, 27 gigs per second. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, uh, what else you got there? Because I, I, I got some questions, to be quite honest. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm already looking at it from the way it can be exploited. But go ahead. Okay. Well, the thing is with this technology is it, it doesn't go through walls. So, like, if you're in a in a secured building, like a, a, a government facility, say, and everybody had this Li-Fi technology, nobody, nobody could drive up to it. And to the, leech off of the, the signal. signal. Right, and get into their system. So that's, that's like, a, a benefit for it. Uh, it actually was developed uh, by a uh, my name guy named uh, Howard Haas from the University of Edinburgh, and he was in Scotland. And he was that's actually back in two thousand eleven when he de- devised the system, come okay, up, theorized right. it, and uh, they have already designed a office building with this technology to prove it. In um, I'll find it here in a second. Uh, Go ahead. You were going to say right, something? Well, well, I mean, okay, here's some positive benefits. Yeah. If, let's say, a city, let's say like Philadelphia. Yeah. You know, Philadelphia is supposed to be a Wi-Fi hot spot for decades. Yeah. Never happened. Right. But with the Li-Fi technology, if it was just an adapter or, say, something you put into the streetlights, mm-hmm. then everybody could have the Li-Fi technology in the city of Philadelphia. Correct. Okay. All right. I it's. I like the idea. I do. Mm. I, I do. Now, here's a couple problems I have. Um, personal use. Yeah. Would it be a life like if I have um I have a light in my house? Yeah. Do I just put this thing in my socket and then put the put the bulb in this in that in that socket and then take the whole socket and put it in my or does my whole house now have to be rewired for it? Yes. It has to be rewired. Okay. Yes. 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 So it's not like you could screw in a new, like a fancy light bulb, and that light bulb is, or a device that would connect through a light bulb. Well, not yet, anyway. Right. But that's that's the the general concept is the fact that there's going to be a line that would run 
to your to your modem basically because it has to have like a central part like a central sure computing area basically so your like your router your modem that you have in your house has to be the central theme and then that Li-Fi based off of that technology could you know be like I said a hundred times faster okay but now that Li-Fi technology it's running out of that router mm-hmm. that router has to be plugged in to a central source correct well I mean you would have like okay okay you like let me, let me paint the picture. I have Comcast cable. Yes. All right. Comcast gives me a modem. Yes. Now I plug that modem into the you know my phone jack, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's a wireless router installed in there. So I just take my computer and I attach it to the Wi-Fi network and the wireless router. Yes. After I give it a name and a password. Right. Now what you're telling me is that now I still need that modem, mm-hmm. but now I'm going to need to have my whole house rewired in order to readjust for that network. Correct. Okay, just to get a faster download speed. Correct. Now, here's where I have kind of questions. Like, didn't the didn't we just establish not too long ago that cable companies have been bottlenecking the amount of information, amount of speed that you get on the internet based upon your um, your package? Mm-hmm. Okay, what's to stop plays people like Comcast or Verizon or Dish Network from doing the same thing still. Well, the reason the reason why they bottleneck it is because again, I mean, you're you're subbing out. So say like, okay, their main hub is in a building somewhere on you know we're in the, we're in the northeast Philadelphia area, you know. Kind okay. Of thing. So there's several locations where these computers are running with with the with, with broadband connection. Okay. And with that, it goes out. So every home that has a Comcast box has to split amongst those boxes. Now, granted, it's an extremely high number because they'll tell you 18 to 24 gigabytes per second is what you'll get in your house. Right. And then, of course, you have to subdivide that out into every device that you have connected, like your PlayStation 4. Right. Like, in my house, I have my computer, but my computer is hardwired. But there's a laptop. Mm -hmm. There's my PS4. I have two wireless Mm -hmm. Blu-rays. My Nook. Mm -hmm. My dad's Nook. Um, Your two phones. My two phones. Uh, so there's already seven, my iPad, right. there's nine. So I maybe, maybe if I looked around, I probably have 10, 10 gadgets yes. that use my Wi-Fi in the house. Right. Not, not necessarily all at the same time, right? but it, you know, so what you're saying is, let's say if I got 20 gigs of wireless technology coming through my Wi-Fi adapter, they would get a hundred times faster on each of those devices. Okay, but now, like right now, I'm only getting two gigs of information on those ten. Rough. Remember again, we're we're dumbing it down Dumb, for right, the right, 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 argument. Yeah. Okay, so I don't need super technical stuff. Right. Keep it in nice round numbers. Okay. House, it, it, Comcast says here's twenty gigs. Yes. I have ten items. Yeah. Each one of those items gets two gigs of information downloaded onto it. Correct. Okay. Now, if I don't have, let's say, five of those things on at that time right does my internet connection on those devices get better yes okay so now with this new light li-fi technology if i can how much how much information we getting on what on them well if you're if you're saying two for for all 10 devices you would get 200 okay 
All right, so then, then... But here's here's the other thing that I, okay. I forgot to mention that's probably going to be key maybe before you answer your okay. question. Maybe answer your question, I don't know, but let's... let's end, end of the news, leaving out the key information. <laughs> the fact that each, each individual like will work, it won't bottleneck. So say like you were using your phone, your dad was using his, his laptop at the same time. Okay. And you're in the same room. Okay. Okay? You're sharing that data together. Right. Okay. And what ends up happening is that could bottleneck up. So, like, say you're watching a movie on your phone and he's trying to go online pay bills. Okay. His might slow down or yours might slow down. I'll just say his will slow down because okay. you're using more data and it's, it's, you're, you're, you're controlling it. Okay. And his is bottlenecking up because it's slowing down because you're using more data because you're viewing a movie, which takes okay. a lot more speed. Okay. With the with the Li-Fi device, the fact is is that those individual devices won't be sharing that that light. It'll be its own individual their device, own, own kind of dedicated line, exactly going to, each... to that device. Correct. Now, how I don't know if it gives you in 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 I see I see a diagram there. Yes. Do I actually have to be sitting under that light in order to get it? We have to be in the within the light sources area to to uh, to do it. So you don't have to be directly under it. But you have to be within that room. Okay, so you're saying is like I have a in my room I have a torch light. Yeah, and that light I have pointing up to the ceiling because it bounces off the white ceiling, which spreads more light out into the room. Yes, but if I hit kind of a dim area in that room, will I lose my signal? No. Okay. No, no. It's all right. It's 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 as long as the light's there, it's not because you're in a darker area you're going to get less light. Okay. It's because it's it, okay. the lights in that area that you'll get that whole the whole oh, okay. speed. All right. See, now, again, my brain automatically goes, how can one exploit that? Yeah. Um, instead of having to pay the cable company, I will not have to pay the electric company for that. Possibly. I, I mean, if the, if the electric company has to come in to rewire my whole household. Now, first, that in and of itself is going to be super expensive. Yeah. Which is why. Well, the my, thing is, like, I don't think this is really for home use, per se. But like, you know, like, you know, if you're a Starbucks, you know, guy, or if you go to McDonald's or, you know, you go to a Best Buy, they're going to have these lights. Like Barnes that- & Noble has like, hey, here's free Wi-Fi. But right. said they would pay, have the electric company rerun all new wires. Hey, free Wi-Fi. Yes. Okay. But you'd figure at some point in time, like the rich and powerful will have the electric company come in to rerun those course, wires yes. in there. So their house could be all Li-Fi, so the schlubs like you and I right. won't get that. We're still stuck with the Wi-Fi technology. Yeah. So right away, there's a line being divided between the haves and the have-nots. <laughs> all right, I'm just, I'm just, okay, I'm okay. just saying. Yeah, I'm, okay. a little, I'm a little annoyed at that because I'm from. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not existent world that you live in. It's just fascinating to me. Well, well I mean, you it's figure... like when you want to be the hometown team in the video games because you don't want to travel. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Well, because again, like I'm saying, is is like, think about it. <laughs> I'm thinking go ahead. if you you don't get the Wi-Fi technology because yes. you're you have your house. Yeah, you're you, you're a hardworking stiff, just like ninety percent of the uh, of the of the right. world. Right. Okay, the ten percent who are rich, powerful, famous, whatever you want to say, they can afford to have an electric company come in, rip out the wires in their house, and rewire it. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, to me. I'm always a, a fan of that information should be free. Yeah. The internet should be free from the get-go. Yeah. Um, and, and that there should be no rules or regulations as far as speed goes. Right. Because especially now when we're streaming movies, 
Now, what you're telling me, though, is the people who are only really going to benefit from this Li-Fi technology are, again, the rich and famous. Yeah. Where the average guy is still going to be stuck with the Wi-Fi technology. And to me, that kind of goes against my nature of saying the Internet should be free reign. Right. And already there's a line drawn because there's Li-Fi technology and Wi-Fi technology. What? (laughs) <laughs> automatically down with the rich <laughs> there's another thing that we could get them for well yeah down with the rich people I'm, but then think of it this way like okay you're gonna get a new phone because you have to get a new phone obviously because yes. you're gonna need a you're gonna need a wi-fi uh piece oh, that it's, it's already it's, you know, it's gonna be a wi-fi li-fi and 4g network card in there exactly and so the, with that is the fact is that when you go out, like, using it and, you know, like I said, in stores or, or coffee right. houses or, or so on, that you can use this wi- Li-Fi device because all those places will eventually... My internet connection sucks. Someone turn on a light. But then, <laughs> <laughs> but then of course, you got to think of it this way. The fact is, is that those people that are converting over to Li-Fi are not using Wi-Fi. Or they might have, like, not as many people use it. Oh, so you're still saying, though, that those that 10% of the rich and famous that have Li-Fi, that now opens up a little bit more stuff for me. For the Wi-Fi, yeah. For the Wi-Fi shalobs. Yeah. For the, 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 the scum of the earth Wi-Fi people. <laughs> How do we become scum? <laughs> I'm just saying, because, again, it's always... I'm a Wi-Fi user. It's the have and have not. <laughs> I have Li-Fi. What do you mean you don't have Li-Fi? Oh, the people who have anybody have live fire. I mean, granted, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't percent know if, if again, like I said, I don't know if they have to rewire everything. I imagine they don't have to, because I can't imagine them connecting this thing, you know, without a wire hooked hook to it. Like that's my logic, you know. I, I can see this because in my head I'm going, well, why not have a device like you know how they have those energy saving light bulbs? Yeah. Now and you know why not have an adapter? That you screw into a light bulb socket, and then that's where the Li-Fi technology comes from out of. Yeah. And then you take your energy-compliant light bulb and screw that in there. Yeah. So that that light bulb, all that electricity that's powering the light bulb also powers the Li-Fi technology that's in your house. Right. So you don't need the whole rewiring, so that way it makes it available and affordable for everybody. Yeah. I still think, though... That people who are going to be selling this technology are going to be like, well, instead of, you said it's it's 200 gigs a second? Yeah. Well, we don't have the 200 gigs per second. Um, We have the 10 gigs per second. But if you want the 200 gigs per second, you have to pay X amount of dollars. (laughs) Like, that's how I kind of see it's it's. There's going to be some way, somebody's going to try to find some way to exploit it to get more money. Because, I mean, like, it's right now, with, with cable and Comcast, you have two plans. You yeah. have the, the basic plan and then the super-duper fast plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That should have been gotten rid of when they said there should be no restrictions on the amount of speed that you... Companies should not be bottlenecking the information just to try to suck more money out of people. That's, you know, like, that's where I kind of... I'm like, damn the man! Right. Because if, if you're going to give me 200 gigs, if there's 200 gigs in, in, in that device, I, I want that. I want the 200 gigs. Yeah. Now, I'll probably never use all of it, obviously, yeah. but it's nice to have. Right. But don't tell me I can't have the 200 gigs because I'm not shelling out $100 a month because I'm only in my budget can afford $50 a month. You only get the uh, 10 gigs a second. <laughs> now, granted, 10 gigs is going to probably be incompatible for me, 
But if I have 10 <laughs> devices, that now brings down every device down to one gig, which is less than I had before. See what I'm saying? I just, I don't know. Like, I kind of think that like, the live fi technology, it sounds great. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, if it's going to give us faster speeds, okay. I mean, I, I don't live in, my world doesn't really, I guess, revolve around like the, the speed of my internet. Yeah. Maybe it does. Maybe you know. Maybe it does because I was trying to download a couple games on my PS4 and play a game. I was I was downloading King's Quest and Gauntlet while trying to play Battlefront, and I noticed there was like a little stutter in my in gameplay. my gameplay. And I'm like, I wonder if it's because my PS4 is trying to not only download two games, but I'm also trying to play a game that requires me to be online. Yeah. You know <laughs> what? Duh. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like, okay. Come on. So I'm like, okay, well, obviously I'm doing... Come on, you're a smart man. Yeah, so I'm like, obviously I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. So I put the two things on pause, and I'm still trying to play, and it was still giving me a stutter. And again, being a smart man, I'm going, okay, well, obviously it's because the flow of information is just pausing. It's still there. Yeah. So I still have to kind of like... So I just kind of quit the game and let the stuff upload, and then went back to the game, and everything was fine. Yeah, downloaded. Yeah. Down- well, downloaded so I'm like, okay, all right, I, I get the concept. But now with this live fi technology, I should be good to go in no matter what. I should be just not even notice a, a No, you shouldn't. So that epic up at all. You should be playing the game, downloading at least two games. You know, you could probably download like five if you wanted to and, you know, and... and uh, stream Netflix on my phone while right. I'm playing a video. I, I get it. I don't know. I just still feel like there's someone smarter than us is going to find a way to make money off of that. Because to me, that sounds like a, a, a device that once you buy it, you're done. Like you're the, all you got to do is buy the device or have the device installed at your house or however it's going to be done, right. and then just pay the monthly download fee. There's going to be no like, like there's no um, I would say like idea of industry where it's like you have your company A, I'm company B, and you're going you can get 200 gigs for only thirty dollars a month, and I go well. You can get twenty gigs of you know a minute for a second for five ninety nine a month. Like, like it, I don't know where the money making scheme is going to be. Where you and I can get rich off of the idea. Well, that's that's that. Of course, that becomes a, a problem for the government. To, to, a to, problem for the, the government. government. We're two small minded individuals. But I mean, that's that's the whole point of it. Is the fact is is that the idea, this concept idea, is one of those utopia ideas where everybody can have. An unlo- most unlimited amount of, of data. Ah, uh, and I love your nativity. Yeah. <laughs> nativity. <laughs> and, 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 the, and the fact that, like, Tur. you can have this, like, unbelievable amount of data. Because I remember, like, the other night, we were standing outside having a cigarette at my house. Right. And you were trying to look up something, and it was slow because you were trying to connect to my Wi-Fi. Yes. In, in the house. And we were outside, and it was, like, running slow. And it's just like, God damn it, you know, this, this speed right. of this thing sometimes. And that's the thing. It's like, it's like, Imagine the light now, like we were standing out under a light that was connected to a, a, a. I don't know why I would put a light bulb out there, but but just the imagine the idea, you know, of having right. that kind of, you know. Well, I mean, or the idea, the fact that that your street light that's out from your house also produces a Wi-Fi system so, uh, signal, so that even if I did go outside and not on your network, I would pick up the network of the city. Yeah, I guess you can kind of say like to kind of go like, oh well, your your neighborhood's connected to Wi-Fi, so I can walk out the street and kind of. Google Maps shit. Yeah, and the, and the and getting back to the whole Philadelphia thing of why that didn't work out as a fact okay. is that the city of Philadelphia is too fucking greedy. 
Right. And, you know, that because that's why we don't have a lot of things. Like, the, we were supposed to have a Disney Quest built here uh-huh. many years ago, that. and that fell through because of all the... Donald Trump once said he would never build a casino in Philadelphia because the union workers were too greedy. Yep. I remember that. So that's the, that's the reason why we will never get any good shit. Here we're not getting the- any good shit. That's right. Uh, all right. I mean, uh, but that's that's beside the point. I mean, the, the idea, right, no, the no. Uh, utopian idea of this was like, wow, this is fascinating. The fact that actually it is, fact, it, 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 it is fascinating. I'm not gonna, I'm not denying it. it's it's great, and uh, fingers crossed that you know it'll eventually be a standard. But I'm telling you, to, again, to me, it's another have have nots kind of situation because of I'm going. Someone's going to find some way to exploit it. Yes, we just need to be the ones who exploited it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm not against someone exploiting it. I'm just against when it's not us. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got him. Just got a message from uh, Dave Sipon. He's yeah. apparently listening in. He says a lie fi Christmas tree. Okay, sure. <laughs> why not? The season for downloading. The only problem is it just plays nothing but jingle bells. It's just like Christmas music. <laughs> I mean, it makes, like I said, I, I love the idea. Yeah. But I don't know. I just I kind of like I want it to be. I, I obviously wouldn't want my. I would never be able to get it if I had to rewire my whole house. We need to find a way, Ed, copyright geeksters, to find a device to be able to make it small enough to be able to screw into a light bulb that can work off of that and get Li-Fi to the average Joe. Yeah. And we would make we live like fat cats, Ed. You and I, geeksters. Uh, Geeksters patent pending live fi light sockets. Uh huh. You too can have live fi in your house. There you go. Only twenty nine ninety five. Yeah. Thirty bucks for the device. For the device, screw in a light bulb, and that way you can get to pick and choose what rooms you wanted it. Yeah. Because some people were like, "Well, I don't have a computer in my room. No need for you to have live fi technology in there." Right. Unless you know, you're not going to put one in the bathroom unless you're on the crapper. Right. I mean, well, I mean, I scroll through Facebook when I'm on the shitter. (laughs) You know, I get something something to read. I'm not holding my junk going scroll, scroll, scroll. It's always for when I'm in the deep thought. You know, (laughs) scroll. (laughs) Bloop, scroll. Like. All right, that's a picture I didn't want to paint it. (laughs) If I'm going to read my digital comic books, I got to download it and read it, you know. (laughs) <laughs> Weak. Uh, all right, what else? What else all right, he also said that if all the lights go out, all the Wi-Fi would go out. That's another another good point. Like, what if in the world that we live in, like how many times have we seen Escape from New York? All right. If you think about it, yeah, if, no. we, if we were evil mastermind, this is, I swear to God, I think Bond villain had this idea. To cause mass hysteria is take out the electronic plants. Yeah. To take out the you know the power and electric companies to make your seat, make your town an entire blackness. There'd be no way to get information out. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I think that's a little devious. I you know. <laughs> so like I, again, I think that the idea mm-hmm. is great, but you definitely need a system that only not has Li-Fi, but also Wi-Fi and your general G you know your G four G network, LTE, G4, right? Whatever. Yeah. You know, the, you know, because you know someone's going to be like, you know, I'm going to put Philadelphia in the black. <laughs> information will not be able to get out. I'll be able to rule the city. You want life? Actually, actually, we don't have that problem, really. I mean, because, like I said, none of the unions, <laughs> we have to use the unions. There's no way of, 
that technology coming to Philadelphia. So we'd be on Wi-Fi. So they'd wipe out all the- you're, you're everybody else. You know, we'll be like, yeah, we'll be the, the haven in amongst the storms. Right. Like, no, we've never had Wi-Fi. We have still have Wi-Fi. Oh, you're saviors. <laughs> we're, and we all of a sudden get this influx of, po- you know, of population. We're building mm-hmm. buildings on top of buildings. Mm-hmm. So we can have, you know, this influx of people become like the mecca of information because, you know, <laughs> there's no Wi-Fi technology from around the world. <laughs> you know, how'd you guys get it? Hey, with the union. <laughs> We said, no, nah. now look who's the hero in this. <laughs> Before, oh, we're the bad guys. We're the union. We don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. You guys have been pissing out our chimney this whole time. Now look at you. <laughs> who's the hero, huh? <laughs> union workers unite. <laughs> That's why all you now are now living in, not living in the dark, are you? Thank you, unions. Yeah, you're welcome. And don't forget, if you want that light on, you got to give us a little something, something. Because, you know, just because we're the heroes doesn't mean we don't deserve a little scratch. <laughs> There'll be light landlords, like the light warlords, like, all of this town is mine. I control the Li-Fi. If you want your lights on, you must pay me. Only, only you will come <laughs> the downside of anything. That's like called a gift. <laughs> it's not really the downside. It's more of a way to exploit something to earn finances from. I told you a long time ago, I am a, I am the super villain. villain. Never the hero. I would use my powers for evil. Get a little something, something in my pocket. That's what I'm saying. We got to come up with an idea. There you go. What else you got in the news, Ed? Um... Let's see here. Let's uh, let's move around. Oh, let's talk about movies. Let's. Ed. In particular, pirating movies. Okay. What they about They have pirating? changed the rule. The MPPA has changed its rule, policy rule, piracy rule. Excuse me. So here's what's the difference. The difference is, is that back in 2014, if somebody caught a man pirating a video, video recording a uh, uh, performance of a movie that was first run that you wouldn't get on DVD until six months later. It was $250,000 and up to five years in jail. Yes. Okay. Okay. That, that really hasn't changed. But the fact, the fact is, is that the, basically the MPAA has said that it's up to the owner of the theater to call the police. If they want police to get involved in this action. Oh, so I could walk in with, let's say, you know, um, a little video recorder. Yeah. Put it on my shoulder and videotape the movie that I'm watching. Right. And it's up to the theaters to call the cops on me. Yes. Who the fuck's going to do that? <laughs> and they have abolished the fact that if some an employee, say, like, caught you doing that. Yes. And told the, the owner and they called the police that they would get $500 for catching you. Oh, okay. So that I... That got wiped away. Oh, wait. So before in the old days... If I was sitting there recording something and you walked in, you're an usher and you yeah. see me recording, you tell your manager, the manager calls the cops, you get $500. Right, the MPAA in. would give you $500 for, for. Hey, thanks for being a snitch. Yeah, thanks for, you know, thanks for helping us out. Now that is no longer, that's no longer, longer going to happen. So anybody who works in the music <clears throat> industry this year or next year will uh, not get that. So what's the incentive of snitching on these people? None at all. 
basically they're going after the the idea of is the fact is the lawsuits that they're putting against like the the websites that you can download these movies from to you know to view so right. if you wanted to see the a peanuts movie and it you know it's of course out in theaters <laughs> yeah, now so for a second i thought you said peanuts movie <laughs> completely different movie okay <laughs> <Good>, sorry <laughs> So if you wanted the Peanuts movie, yes. you could you could download it off this website. They're going after that website now, so they could stop it from <coughs> right. that area. So they're hopefully going to get those shut down. It's the it's the drug dealer mentality. We don't go after the user; we get after the supplier. Yeah, and you know, the supplier, like if you ever go downtown to like the gallery, there's always some guy with a table of bootleg movies, and it's usually like the first run movies. Mm-hmm. They want that guy. Yeah, they don't want you, the consumer. They want the supplier. Exactly. You know. I mean, it makes sense, but I mean, you figure the guy in the studio that's doing the filming, mm-hmm. he's probably got connections to a supplier. So why not bring that guy in? Give like I'm the I'm the bootlegger, I'm um, I'm the guy filming it. Yeah, you're the usher, and our friend Dave is the supplier. Yeah, all right. Just since he was you know since he's listening. Yes, he hires me to go film the Peanuts movie. Yes, you catch me filming the Peanuts movie. Right, you turn me in, you get five hundred bucks. And I'm screwed, or I get you know the the screws twisted to me. Going, hey, give us your supplier. They want me to flip and and rattle on Dave. Right now, and that's how it used to be. Now they want you, at the kindness of your heart, to turn me in. Right, and still try to turn the screws on me to turn Dave in. Yeah, but they kind of cut off you being the hero. You. Right, they're give. I mean, because I mean, right, I mean, they. I mean, you these, figure if these employees take a lot of shit. They take a lot of shit for minimum wage. wage. Yeah, and then, and now they're not going to get anything for trying to be <laughs> to do the right thing. thing. Right, that's like that's, if I was if I was if I was an usher, I'd be like looking the other way every time. Yeah, you'd be like, it's like if I'm not making five hundred dollars. You know, actually, as an usher, if you again exploit the system, you can actually go over to that person, tell them I know you're recording it, unless you give me a little something, something, I'm turning you in. Yeah, you could do that. Evil I'm just villain. I'm just saying, <laughs> like if I, if I knew. That you, if if I was a guy, and I knew I'm getting shorted five hundred bucks, right. and I know that guy's going to make millions because you know his the supplier probably paid him a good you know something something to do this, yeah. Because it is illegal. There could be jail time involved, right? If you get caught, I would walk up to the guy and go, Psst, "Dude, uh, I see you recording this. Um, you have exactly a thousand dollars before I call the cops." <laughs> <laughs> And you actually have 10, 10 minutes to determine that, or I got to call the cops. I have to. It's, it's by law. But since they're not being me 500 bucks, if I got to break the law, I want double the amount. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be a risk, though. I mean, say you did that. Say, like, I was recording it, and you came in, right. and you did that to me. Yes. And another usher saw me, and I said, well, I just paid this guy $1,000 to let me record. Right, you know, because I'd be like, I'm not giving up. Like, if, if I had to give you a thousand dollars and somebody else caught me, I'd be like, I already, not- I already paid my money, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> exactly. So that would be a, a huge risk, because I mean, I imagine they'd fire you on the spot. Like, I don't know a thousand dollars, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or I would go like, give me a thousand dollars, and I'd be like, there's a guy bootlegging. He gave me a thousand bucks. Here's a hundred for you. Here's a hundred for you. Here's a hundred for you. All right, yeah, get a little something, something around. Get a little okay. something, something around. Like, so that way we start our own little network of, you know. Usher's kind of skimming off of the man 
by going, okay, look, we are the, sla- the, the, the flat fee. <laughs> Dave Sipon said, yes, he is the supplier. <laughs> okay. We, we do this flat fee of a thousand bucks. Anybody wants to record a movie. And I mean, the movie theater is like the 24 movie theater. Let's say there's maybe what, 10 ushers working that whole thing. Mm. Maybe. Cause you figure the ushers also working behind the concession stand. I think, unless that's a, Unless you, well, unless you me. expire to be like, yeah, I cleaned the, the grimy floors on the on the theater. One day, I hope to be able to pour the popcorn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I would think that maybe that they're all kind of the same thing. Like today, today I work behind the counter. Tomorrow, I clean the the theaters. Yeah. So I mean, unless there's just specific people, specific people who clean the the theaters, I don't want to be the guy cleaning the bathrooms. That's <laughs> well, well, I mean, yeah, well, you figure there's it's. Sooner or later, it's your turn. Yeah. You know, but I mean, if, if that's your job to clean the theaters because you're not experienced enough to work the slushy machine, let's say. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You get those people together, go, look, there's a guy bootlegging. He's giving me a thousand bucks. Um, there's 10 of us here. Everyone gets a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, or you, you guys can put 600 amongst you and I get, you know, finder's fee. Yeah. You know, like, and, and then that's how it works. If you stumble across somebody, we flat freeze a thousand bucks. You get to keep four. You split. You give us six. Yeah. Now, just saying, they really fucked up because you're going to find a lot more. Because they're always saying, "Well, the the pirating is such an uh, and the pirating is so out of control." Then why take away your first link to that by not giving the ushers like a little something, something for yeah. turning them in? Yeah, like a reward. I think that's horrible. I, I really do. I just think that that should not be. What they're, you know, what they're after. I mean, that's just ridiculous to me because it's like it's just like you're cutting out the middleman. You're cutting out the people that could eventually stop getting those movies out there. I mean, of course, that's the thing though. You you get to a theater enough that like people just don't care. They'll they'll just, uh, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, there's you're you're cutting like you said. You're you're the people who are the ushers are like the heroes of the pirating industry. Yeah, they're, they're the ones who to flip on them they're the snitches right so if you're not going to give them a reward for snitching then what's the point of snitching at all right like in fact i mean if you're going to be that kind of if you're going to be that guy that's going to be like i'm going to call the cops because it's the right thing to do all right that's good for you you have a soul you know me on the other hand you'd be like hey i get 500 dollars for it okay maybe i'll say something but i always have i'm also grew up with these snitches get stitches mentality yeah so i would be like i'm not saying anything i don't care if it's 500 dollars in me in it for me or not because I, I, I'm, it's, none my, it's none of my concern, Ed. I, would, I, am, I am forever in that moment in Spider-Man's life when he gets the chance to stop the robber yeah. and go, it's none of my business. Uh, that is, I live my life in that moment. <laughs> Until I get superhuman powers to be able to go, oh, with great power comes great responsibility, I ain't doing anything. <laughs> Uh, All right, what do you say we wrap this up, Ed? All right. All right. Um, well, since Ed and I do, we do, we'll have bonus material for you people who download the podcast. Definitely, I know Ed's got a couple more articles. Yeah. But we like to get out of here on time, so we're going to add them in bonus material for part three for the podcast. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to catch the show live normally, like you have today, it's from 6 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on AquanetRadio.com iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Yes, there won't be any technical difficulties, but you can fo- follow those uh, things on your uh, whatever. You want to try it again? Uh, were you going for a joke? or? Yes, I was, and it didn't work out. Okay. Uh, basically, I was saying that you could 
Well, you can follow those. <laughs> you can search for Off Codet Radio in those apps. That's what I'm going to start with. Oh, that's okay. So you can go to your um, go to your Google. Um, oh my God! You know what? Here, here. I, I, I apparently lost track. If you want to listen to this show live, you can. So every Sunday night from six to about nine thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio. There apps. you go. But every, we will make sure that every every week it will be live and it will be going out to you people. <laughs> and you can tell Ed's really, really. He's like. Ah, man, this, he's, he's still affected by last week. <laughs> if you want to, also, don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like, or you can follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters, or on Instagram, at Geeksters Radio. And while you're at it, if you hit the About section in our Facebook page, you can find where you can download the show. You can either go to wordswithgeeks.com or iTunes or your favorite podcast app on your phone, and just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. Right, especially if you're a Google user, you can download any podcast app on the Google Play Store. Search for Geeksters, and we'll be there for you. You feel better? Yes. Are, you, are you back now? Yeah. Okay. And if you want to contact Ed or anything you've seen or heard on our webpage, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. All right, we'll see you next week, folks. Bye! And we're back, folks. Welcome back. So, uh, as promised... There's one more news article Ed wanted to touch upon, so we figured we'd do it here in uh, bonus material. Yes, this one is, I think, kind of big. I I, I was excited when I saw this, and I had to, to share it with the world. You know? so, then, which, there's a possibility, folks, I don't know what this article is, but if he's all thrilled about it, I'm going to be like, oh, that's nice. So <laughs> so it's a crapshoot. What's the article, Ed? Well, you know who Don Bluth is? Yeah, he created the, the movies um, um, All Does Good Heaven. Um, I think he also helped create... Um, um, well, he's he's a brother of movies like Titan A.E., uh, Thumbelina, Dragon Slayer. He did the video game for Land Before Time and America Tale. I guess also Space Ace. Space Ace as well. You're right. Um, you know, uh, Pe- The Pebble and the Penguin. Okay. Uh, you know, so it was a smattering of movies. He was also, uh, he did a lot of things for Disney. Um, he did, a uh, he did of course, Sleeping Beauty in 1959, uh, Sword in the Stone, uh, Robin Hood. Uh, Winnie Pooh and Tigger 2. He's pretty much a pretty famous animator as far as director of animation. Exactly. I guess it all does go to heaven. Right. He, he's he's been a, he's he's a uh, uh, you know he's animated and he's also directed a lot of things. Okay. So he think he wants to make uh, Dragon's Lair an actual two D movie. Okay. And of course, the way he's doing that, of course, is a Kickstarter program. Gotcha. And his goal is five hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay. You know, so, you know, of course you're going, you know, if you go to Kickstarter, there's always a little something you can get back if you donate to the to the cause, as it were. Uh, you know, there's, there's you know, different... Didn't uh, they have a Dragon's Lair cartoon? They did. And, they, you know, I think he wants to bring it back because he wants to tell the story of the video game. So, like, what we saw in the video game of cutscenes, and he wants to bring those more oh, into... Oh, okay, into so the, kind of like, uh, as as being a person who never finished the video game... Um, it's one because that was back we were talking about since we were talking about arcade stuff. Mm. Um, Space Ace and Dragon's Lair were two games that actually did have an ending. Yes, where you got to save the princess or to save the girl. Right. You know, I never, never. Uh, it was a, a sense of uh, you might say it was the first quick time environment, quick time uh, environment kind of game where like you're in a room 
and uh, you have it's timing like yeah. you go oh my god if i have to jump to the left or, if, or jump to the right if not i'm gonna get you know a spike ball hit me in the head yeah you know so it was you had to know the pattern yes it's kind of thing and then they it's it was so popular because it was it was really really um ahead of its time at the time because yes. it was definitely like because it was cell animation it was like playing a, it was like playing a cartoon almost yeah, exactly and then it was so popular that it spun off into a um cartoon series mm-hmm. that i don't think i ever watched yeah so um so now he wants to kind of the the video game the plot of the video game he wants to make into a movie correct okay and he's gonna he's and he's getting the funding from us basically right so, so. for us schlubs who are f- right. fans of the game and then stuff like that you know it's kits on kickstarter is there like an official like kickstarter just type in you know well, it's it's uh, it's under projects. It's under Don Bluth, Dragon's Lair, the movie, and then you know, like I said, it gives you a description. We will post this on our Facebook page, so you guys can take a look and hopefully uh, donate to it. Um, you know, he as uh, as of right now, I saw the uh, total is uh, two hundred forty one thousand five hundred seventy nine dollars. So he's almost halfway there to uh, to get the uh, to get the program off off the ground. How many more days is left? Um, you know, it. it Usually at the header it says blank out of so many days. Oops, you know. <laughs> How long ago was this Ed? This is this is the beauty of Ed. He'll come across something and he'll be like, Oh my god, this is awesome. This must be happening right now and it probably was a year ago. No, it wasn't a year old, but it was cancelled. It was cancelled? Yes. It says funding cancelled. The funding of this project uh, was canceled by the project creator on November 24th. So, <laughs> damn it. So two weeks ago, yes. roughly, he was like, hey, I want to make this movie. And how much money was he asking for? $550,000. How much did he get? 241579 So he got almost half of it. Yes. About it half of it. A little over 300000 more to go, but yeah. Right, but it depends on how long that Kickstarter program was up. I mean, was it a month? What, like, does it, it say? It does, doesn't doesn't give me any any dates on right. this, you know. Uh, so that's uh, that sucks. So, so what were some of the prizes? Do you remember what some of the prizes were? I actually have the Kickstarter page up here. That was. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what we would have gotten Ed, if we decided to if it wasn't canceled. If you went for five dollars, he would have given you animation one way approach as a book. Uh, which is a digital format. It's a 39-page animation manual uh, handout for Don Bluth's uh, of the seminars that you can learn the language of animation. So. Oh, okay. So, like, hey, if you went to one of those, um, like, I'm sure he sits at a booth or, or hey, like one of those um, uh, motivational speakers right. walks around going, even you can be an animator. You can be an animator. Here's my pamphlet. Now yeah. come to my show kind of thing. Right. All right. And then there was a ten dollar would hand out for free, right? Okay. And then there was a ten dollar. The ten dollar backers would have gotten a, a complete set of Don Blue's Toon Talk magazines in digital format. It's a set of ten, and it would have uh, basically like magazines articles on uh, Don Bluth in those magazines. Okay, let's 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 cut to the chase. Ed, what was the big prize? Oh, uh, you're looking for the grand. grand yeah, the grand. Prize. Like, hey, if you donated, let's say a thousand dollars, or what was the maximum you could donate? Scroll, 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 yeah, scroll, 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 scroll. I'm sure there's probably like, hey, you could win like a Dragon's Lair arcade game. You know, like okay. a full-size replica 
or any kind of digital because I think Dragon's Lair is well ten thousand dollars was the was the biggest one and uh, it was uh, a ten sign glicky full size color backgrounds from the original Dragon's Lair game presented on Galaxy Galaxy well, sorry gallery gallery quality watercolor paper and a dinner two for two with Don Bluth and Gary Goldman the, the Gary Goldman's the other. Uh, producer to help okay. make the film, so that would have you know we've gotten a, a dinner and the 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 uh, ten signed uh, uh, art from them. There was a seven thousand five hundred dollar one for three of those. Princess Daphne animated marquee statue uh, of the main character from the you know final motion picture of Dragon's Lair the movie. Okay, if it was made, it was made right. I mean, they, they they got backers. I mean, you said there was there was three backers for that. There was a backer for the ten thousand dollar one. Um, there was no backers for the five thousand. Was an, a, another statue of Dark the Daring that uh, you couldn't have gotten from the movie. <laughs> All right. Um, then there was a five thousand dollar pledge of uh, an animation man- um, uh, master class for with Don Bluth teaching the class. Uh, about you know uh, working on animation and you know getting your I guess getting your foot in the door, right? And then uh... okay, Let's see I don't know why my phone has decided fucking ads because I actually have oh, come on what the hell um, I have an article from Wired UK okay Dragon's Lair Kickstarter movie killed before it failed <laughs> all right. The ambitious plan to resurrect classic video game Dragon's Lair, feature-length traditionally animation movie via crowdfunding, has been canceled with traders Don Bluth and Gary Goldman pulling the Kickstarter before it ended. At the time of the closure, the campaign had only raised $241,579 of its $550,000 target. The money would have gone to creating a sizzle reel that the producers could use to attract interest from conventional studios. Okay. So it was asking you to give money to a project that they were going to sell to someone else. Yeah. So they could have walked into a studio with the sizzle reel and been like, hey, we need this. Can you... Okay. So the full movie was estimated to cost around $70 million. If they had achieved mainstream funding and would have delivered a new fantasy Avenger with bumbling knight Dark the Daring and his beloved Princess Daphne. However, Booth and Goldman say they have plans to relaunch Dragon Lair's campaign shifting to Indiegogo next week. So why don't you, while I'm reading this article, go to Indiegogo, because this was back in, I think, uh, when was this article made? It was, I think, like, end of October. In an update posted the Kickstarter campaign, Bluth and Goldman wrote, Today we are canceling our crowdfunding campaign. Ah, but Dark and Daphne are not done yet. We'll be back in action on Tuesday, December 1st, with a stronger, more uh, valiant campaign we molded after many of your suggestions. All right? Stay tuned. So stay tuned by heading over to Indiegogo and adding your email address to our page, and we will be the very first ones to tell you once we launch on our newest adventure. Although raising more than 240k is no small feat, many of the rewards offered in the original campaign were aimed at hardcore fans of traditional animation or aspiring animators themselves, such as a masterclass tutorials of Bluth. Huh? Masterclass, yes, huh? Yeah. huh? See, Kevin's face is not far off. The fact that the campaign could not guarantee a finished movie by the end, only a pitch project aimed at studio executives lately derailed the potential backers. 
Hopefully the revamped campaign will be better targeted to potential viewers. If successful, it could be a shot in the arm for 2D animation. The Indiegogo pane is live now for users to register with interest. So let's see if I can... Uh, let's see. Wow. <laughs> let's see. Let me see. There you go. All right. Indiegogo. Let's see. Uh, Dragon Larry's return. I got it. Okay. They got uh, so far 187900 Out of the $250,000. Yes. So they've cut their budget in half. And it was a, it was, it was the, it sounds like, okay, we only made $250,000, so let's ask for $250,000. <laughs> um, there's 40 days left. And now, um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> for $5, complete set of Don Bluth's Toon Talk magazine. So now it's cut down in half. Yeah. Because you were saying it was 10 bucks. Uh, let's see. Let's go with the big one. $10,000. Nobody's claimed it yet. It's no a... one's claimed it yet, and it's estimated this delivery December 2016. All previous perks. It's a the... full-day visit that the production of Dragon's Lair, the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, Pritz presentation, once there, you'll be able to introduce what you've learned, where you will participate in the production uh, process, including story discussion, art, direction, and animation. In addition, backers will attend an exclusive luncheon with Don Bluth and Gary Goldman. All right, so now here's another one that five travel out. expenses not included. Right, so like us being living in Philadelphia, if we put ten grand in, we'd have to pay the shipping. We had to pay the shipping. We'd have to pay for our trip out there to have lunch with them. Yes, but you figure if you can shell out ten grand to go to back them up, you can shell out a couple another grand to right. go visit them for lunch. Right, and then of course there's a five thousand dollars you can. Back I was just and, about to call that. I yeah, was, it was, yeah, it's already claimed though, so the. But the thing is, the statue won't come till December of 2016. And then uh, for $3,500, nobody's claimed that one yet. It's a uh, all previous perks plus the limited, plus a set of 10 original sketches from Dragon's Lair, the movie pitch presentation. Uh, for two grand, there's 20 of them and six were claimed already. All previous perks with the exception of the limited items plus a single ticket to a five-day animation masterclass Hosted by Don Bluth in July 2016. This class is limited to 20 backers. Okay. So, I mean, there, there you go. I, I, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is. I hope to save your article. Yeah, thank you. Because <laughs> this, this is the thing that I, I, I always take a risk on. And I, it fails every time. Where I got the article from was moviepilot.com. Why do you insist on doing that? Because. It it seemed like viable, so I just went with it because well, I I didn't really look at it because I didn't see that it was canceled. I just saw when I clicked on the you know of course the Kickstarter program, I saw the whole thing. Right, right. Got right. excited, you know, because I'm a fan of Dragon's Lair. Right. So am I, but I mean, it's not. I'm not questioning the article. I'm questioning your source because Movie Pilot. I, I have for years. I have not used Movie Pilot. This is like the first time. In many, many years, <laughs> and I will never use Movie Pilot again. Movie Pilot to me is the National Enquirer of movie information. The writers don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. Any information that they have, it's all speculation and all rumor, and they post it as fact. These are the same people who posted the fact that Lex Luthor, that Jesse Eisberg, isn't playing Lex Luthor. He's playing Lex Luthor's th- th- son. Yeah, and that the same people also believe that um, Jared Leto's Joker is actually Jason Todd. 
All right, these guys, anybody from moviepilot.com, their credibility, the moment I see moviepilot.com, I'm like, scrubs. You and I could write articles for moviepilot.com. And here's, here's, a new, here's an article from moviepilot.com. Ready? Mm-hmm. Um, next year's Suicide Squad movie is going to have a cameo by Aquaman. <laughs> and this is back based on the fact that when Batman is on top of the hood of the car that's being chased by the Joker, they go past a lake uh, or an, there's an ocean side view. Yeah. And Aquaman jumps out of the water and stops the car to help Batman bring in Joker. <laughs> All right. Here's another thing. Um, uh, in, in, in Rogue One, Star Wars Rogue One, Kylo Ren is going to be in that film. Yes. Yeah, it's even he's going to play a small baby in the film. <laughs> yeah, you'll see a cameo by a baby Kylo Ren that at one point Anakin Skywalker is supposed to Darth Vader is passed by. Yeah, you know, like yeah, it's going to be something so. Uh, <laughs> God, Movie Pilot is the worst, and they have more than just one site. It's like Movie Pilot, but there's MoviePilotSexy.com. Where it's like, hey, here's the latest trash stuff about a hot chick in a movie. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my God, it really has become the National Enquirer of, of fucking entertainment. I'll never use them again. I, 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 as soon as I, it dry, you see like Dragon's Lair, <laughs> I just get excited. It's like, you're like, oh. Yeah. I mean, again, but you know what? Like I said, it's, it's on Indiegogo. So they were kind of, uh, obviously, here's the thing is, this is how bad that they report shit. They didn't even say in the article that you read. Now, when did you find that article? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Okay. No, two days ago. Two days ago. Okay, yeah. so two days ago, it was December... Um, 4th. 4th. Okay. December 1st, they started the Indiegogo campaign. Yeah. So these guys who wrote for moviepilot.com not only said, hey, go to Kickstarter because that's where your program is, they didn't have the, 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 the forward thought of... Back updating the article, article, right? Saying, "Hey, as we reported here on this date, the it was canceled and has moved to Indiegogo. Here's the website. If they were responsible journalists, yeah, and I use responsible and journalists both very loosely, yeah, because these guys are just schlubs who look at something on the internet and take it as fact. Instead of doing any kind of actual homework, they just post it because they're clickbaiters. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, what is?" Like like another one was like, hey, you get to see Spider Man in the trailer for Captain America: Civil War. Here's the scene. I think we talked about that on the show. Yeah. Was that you saw a guy running on the ground, and he's black, with a with, with a red, red t shirt. It must be Spider Man. Yeah. What? Like, <laughs> fucking idiots. I, I, I anytime I see movie pilot, I just kind of go. I, I just keep scrolling. Yeah. Those guys. That's right. I'm calling right now. People go. Sean really has a thing for him. I, I hate him. Somebody I, sent me the article and I got excited. I because I, I actually I un, <laughs> un, un Dave. I unlike. I'm not seeing who it is. I, <laughs> I'm going to throw him under the bus. I unlike that moviepilot.com because that for that reason right. because I don't want to see those articles anymore on my Facebook feed yeah. because they're just worthless. It, it's worthless. It's like and they they have those misleading. T- it's like again, it's. Um, the misleading title is like, oh, this person was hurt on the set of, you know, how J.J. Abrams almost broke his back by helping Harrison Ford on the set of The Force Awakens. Yeah. You know, and you're like, okay, what happened? Oh, well, and it comes down to is like, oh, basically when 
the door that fell on Harrison's leg that made him break his leg. JJ ran over and tried lifting it up with his hands. Yeah. And, and then he realized he couldn't do it by himself, so like a bunch of other people came and helped. I, I'm assuming that's what the article said because yeah. I didn't read it. Because or Mark like, Hamill uh, falls to his death yes. in film, during filming of episode eight or seven yes. or whatever it was, Star Wars. And you're like, what? And then it's like a near miss. He was like, all these steps he was walking up. Yeah. And they grabbed him. And it was like, that was it? Like, that was yeah. the whole like Yeah, it's it's moviepilot.com is the worst website. They're almost as bad as Ain't It Cool News. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have not even looked at their shit because it's a bunch of angry fucking trolls that sit there and bitch about everything. And Movie Pilot is just the, like I said, I've said that before, it's the National Enquirer of websites. No facts. It's usually some guy sitting there just kind of pontificating on what they think is the right thing that should be done. And it's just a fanboy's wet dream that, you know, that you can just type in whatever shit you want to type in. Yeah. And they're going to buy it. And, and, and it's just, it, to me, it just sucks because it drawed me in and I... Oh, you got coming. hooked, line, and sinker, dude. Hook, line, and again, even if I get it from somebody else, I'm not <laughs> using that article. But on the plus side, Indiegogo is actually running the campaign. Yes, yes. So go to Indiegogo, type in Don Bluth, give, because, you know, for those people who are fans of the 2D animation, just the 2D animation itself, you should support it. Yeah. Because forget the arcade, forget the, the game, the, the memories that you and I have. The 2D animation has kind of gone to the side now because yeah. most people are interested in 3D, especially now with 3D technology. Mm-hmm. 2D animation cell work is still kind of a, a is is an old school. I mean, especially with Don Bluth's art. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's a beautiful art form. It really, truly is. I mean, the, the, a lot of their art is almost as live action as you can get. I mean, for a 2D film, and that's yes. that's what really makes it wonderful to watch I mean, you know and i mean i have a lot of his films and you know my collection that right. you know I, I i every time i see a don blue film i i grab it and, and buy it you know and it's like you know because i have the the uh, uh dragon slayer game for the wii because it came out and right I, I picked it up for like 20 bucks and i mean me and friend of the show dave Sipon, we played it for like hours on end we completed it we we we, we from getting that took us hours because it was right. like what well, it was like yeah muscle memory yeah. which way do I go left right like wait. left right up 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 left left right right left yeah. yeah memorizing the patterns and then getting it through it to the end you have one playing it while the other one's writing it down where'd you go left okay. yeah we go right so that way you just go right right left left right 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 oh I died which way did you go left okay we gotta go right you know <laughs> yes yeah yeah so uh well, there you have it folks there was uh, Ed's news article for the bonus material you got some laughs out of it. It was very educational. Yes. I appreciate maybe we'll do that again next week. Yes. You know, add a little another bonus material kind of news article to our site. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to catch the show live, you can on Aqu- Sunday nights from 6 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. And while you're at it, go to Facebook since you're probably, probably – perusing through facebook right now as you as we speak go to geeksters radio in facebook and give us a like follow us on twitter at geeksters or instagram at geeksters radio and if you're listening to this podcast you either got it at wordswithgeeks.com or itunes but tell your friends that when they go hit our like page when they go hit like on our page have them hit the about section where they can find their own copy of the podcast 
or you can go to wordswithgeeks.com or iTunes. Or if you're a Google user, you can download any podcast app. Search for Geeksters there and we'll be there for you. That's right. And in the meantime, if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the on our webpage or on the show, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And we'll see you next week, folks. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey.